0: Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But
1: I'd been forgotten I i been married a long time ago. Dango. <laughs> oh, a girl with kaleidoscope eyes!
0: Hello and welcome to episode 21 of Broken Records, the search for music's most appalling, tragic, awful and broken moment in album form. I'm Stephen Hill. Hello. Thanks very much for joining us once again. Once again, I'm joined, of course, as ever by Renfrey Dedman. Here he is. Hello. Hello, Steve. Yes, I'm okay. (laughs) We're talking about quite a biggie today, aren't we? Quite a biggie we're talking about today. Uh, We're going to be talking about Mick Jagger yeah Mick Jagger off of the rolling stones um his album primitive cool is going into the list of broken records a list that we have compiled of records which are either a critical commercial personal uh, un- misunderstood or whatever there are many many reasons why an album could get on broken records um Pretty simple why this one is, is on there when you hear the chat that we're about to do. Uh, we should say this is part of the Riot Act Network. Riot Act is a weekly alternative music podcast that Renfrew and I do where we review new and exciting music from the world of all things alternative. Uh, we also have a Patreon page if you'd like to follow that patreon.com forward slash riot act podcast. Uh, you can sign up, you can suggest albums for us to talk about, and we will put a podcast out due to your suggestion called the rioters review if you'd like to do that there's many many things over there but um we used to do broken records as just a kind of little ending point to our podcast over in riot act and we like doing it so much that we decided to dedicate an entire podcast of its own to it which is what you're listening to right now so actually you may have heard this before you may not have done on the 31st of july we released episode 104 of riot act which is what this conversation has been taken from it's us talking about Mick Jagger's primitive call and would Mick Jagger be able to break up the Rolling Stones and go solo and be bigger than the Rolling Stones all by himself I think we all
1: know the answer to that I think we (laughs) do all know the answer to that but you know I I'd
0: try and create some sort of you know tension tension. didn't really work doesn't matter anyway here's me and Renfrey talking about Mickey (laughs) J I was doing a really bad Northern Irish accent (laughs) Because because we're coming to broken records, and I just think of Eogan straight away, who's uh, <laughs> actually from our, he's actually from Southern Ireland. Um, anyway, listen, Mick Jagger' Primitive Cool, the second solo album from the Rolling Stones frontman, released on the fourteenth of September, nineteen eighty seven, is this week's broken record. Um, it was the follow up to Jagger's nineteen eighty five debut solo album, She's the Boss, which was fairly successful. <laughs> It was and pretty successful.
1: We, I think it was pretty successful, yeah. Pretty Couple. successful, yeah. yeah.
0: And we must say also, hot on the heels with his duet with David Bowie doing Dancing in the Streets, which has now become a soundless meme, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, Renfrey, we have, I believe, never spoken extensively about the Rolling Stones, no, ever. No, I don't think we in have. two years. No. Which is mad, isn't it? What a mad thing. Kind
1: of. It is kind of mad, although it sort of makes sense for my personal taste because I don't really listen to the Rolling Stones all that much, I have to confess.
0: I, I think people will probably hate both of us for saying this, but I'm not really a big Rolling Stones fan at all. For yeah. me, if I'm going to go down that road and listen to one of these bands, I think, you know, if you're looking for something... More experimental and musically interesting, The Who are there. Mm. And if you just want, like, bluesy rock songs, ACDC rock harder without wanting to sound like Jack Black. Mm. Um, (laughs) I'd go to Led uh, Zeppelin myself. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, I'm not an idiot. I know there are some fucking, like, Gimme Shelter is an absolute fucking... By staggeringly breathing. Far song. and away their best song. Yeah. 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 yeah and you know, I, if Start Me Up comes on or mm-hmm. you know, Brown Sugar or Honky Tonk Woman, mm-hmm. I'm not a fucking maniac. I yeah, know that yeah, those yeah, are yeah, great yeah. songs, but I'm just not pretty, I've only I own Exile on Main Street and Let It Bleed and a couple of other stones and I've just never ever listened to them. Yeah. I my, don't think they don't not that bothered by them at all.
1: My my mum was a massive Stones fan um and uh uh you know so i'm sort of f- familiar with bits and pieces and things like that but I-, I always found that i enjoy i am not the sort of person to pick up a greatest hits or, or or a best of compilation most of the time most of the time i'm the sort of person who wants to dive in far more than that and i want to discover the album tracks and things like that having said that when it comes to the rolling stones i generally find that i enjoy them the most at uh, the 40 licks is for my money, all you need. Yeah.
0: Uh, like it's, like it, Oasis, like the Foo Fighters. Yeah. I just think, yeah, get it's, our greatest hits.
1: It's, a, it's, a, it's a, you know, 40 Licks is a, a double CD, kind of like, you know, each CD is absolutely full, but for like the, the best 40 Rolling Stones songs. And for my money, you know, obviously Rolling Stone fans will go mad at this, but for my money, that's all you need really from the Rolling Stones. Um, beyond that, I mean, you'll have a fucking great time with 40 Licks, but yeah. I don't think you need much more than that, personally. Although I would say that about ACDC as well, so there you go. And Ooh. you you probably wouldn't, but there you go.
0: No. Um. So The Rolling Stones had released Dirty Work in 1986, and rather than tour the album, Mick Jagger decided to go and make this album instead, leading to a lot of internal frictions and some less than positive noises that came from the mouth of iconic ever-living guitarist, Keith Richards. Um, <laughs> Zombie <Kauto> guitarist. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and Shoot Your Mouth Off from this album were both said to be about Keith Richards' um, yeah. comments to the press. Um, I think they, cle- in... they clearly are, aren't they? Clear. They yeah, clearly they are. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so Dave Stewart from the Arrhythmics was brought in to produce the album. Jeff Beck came in to play guitar. Stewart has writing credits on three of the songs alongside Jagger. The rest are just written by Mick Jagger. Um now Mick Jagger's solo career at this point, it could have been a time where he went on and became a, a big solo artist. You know, like we said, his solo album before that had done quite well for him. There's a sliding and door
1: scenario where, where yeah. he became a massive solo artist, possibly. Obviously, we're not living in that reality, but it could have no, happened. No, it could have happened not. that because way. Because
0: mm. this album only reached number 26 on the UK singles chart mm. and number 41 on the US chart. Um, the Rolling Stone, though, when it's, it's funny, this one, because, I mean, let's just put it out there now. We had a little conversation before we started and we were like, this is one of the toughest broken records to have done. Um, mm. The Rolling Stone w- review of it, was actually pretty positive it mm. says whether this feat is worth the loss of the rolling stone this is a quote from it one of the kind of m- the more downer parts of it whether this feat is worth the loss of the rolling stones if that's the way things should tumble is a hard question and probably no one will have to examine that possibility more closely than jagger himself if primitive cool turns out to be what it feels like mick jagger's long overdue rejuvenation then whatever this cocky icon makes of his future should concern anybody who ever respected his past the Rolling Stone review is fucking long and it's also mm. for the most part pretty positive. It's very interesting. Um, I think
1: I thought it was a really interesting review. Yeah. I didn't I didn't strictly agree with all of it, but it was a very well-written interesting review. Uh obviously it's too long for us to repeat here, but if you're interested in it, I would definitely give it a google because it is quite interesting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um our old mate Robert Kriskue also gave it a B minus. There he is. Yeah. He you, you can read grew- this one in, you can read this one in full, can't you? Yeah, but I don't want to. Um, he grooves. <laughs> he grooves his overpaid pickup band. He chel- he tells Jeff Beck what to do. He writes love songs for every occasion. He didn't. He doesn't even over sing much. I actually sat there and read a bunch of Robert Criskew's, uh reviews on that particular page from that week. And so did I. I just, it's just I a just dickhead. do not understand. <laughs> I don't. He's a fucking dickhead. He can't
1: he? write sentences. He can't write sentences that make sense nothing that he writes makes sense he's just in a world of his own he, he can't he can't put together a a sentence with any flow that makes any cohesive sense i don't get it he's just awful um i don't even like i the entire review I kind of makes out that he i think he doesn't like it but i can't tell what he thinks about this record until i see his score and i think that's a major issue with a with with the critic (laughs) i think that's a major issue with the critic so why why he's been why he's seen as this like phenomenal critic i will never understand but there we go anyway this is we're not talking about robert christopher no (laughs) sorry we will be next week i'm sure we will be next week
0: um So there's not really any slamming. There are a few um, things that I found on the internet going, oh, this is when Mick Jagger fucked up his solo career. There are a few going, it's so bad, it's good. I found one that was like, this is an album that's so bad, I actually really love it. Um, There was something I found which just really, really slagged it off, but it's only from a couple of years ago. So it's all done in kind of, um, you know, in retrospect. Um, Keith Richards was actually asked about this record in 2015 by the NME, and he said, "What did he have? Two albums. She's the boss and Primitive Cool. They had something to do with ego. He really had nothing to say. That's what he said of uh, of Mick Jagger's solo career. Um, and it's kind of hard to disagree with that. Yeah. I mean, usually I feel like even if I like." The album, and there have been a few records from this list that I've liked. I always feel like I get to the very, very bottom. There's that fucking ice cream man. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just got, popping out like, for a night. U- Uber eats the fucking ice cream man. man. <laughs> anyway, um, I always feel like it's the I, new I, Bon Jour. Get... This ice
1: cream van <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it it's actually the ice cream um, van from uh,
0: the Coal Chamber record. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> he's still hanging. Still makes that guy. though yes, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, that's good. Um, I always feel like I know what the, what the purpose of the record being in Broken Records was. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. It's been terribly reviewed. Mm. It's been this, it's been that. Um, with this one, it is a little bit more difficult to sort of discern what the problem with it is. And I guess the only thing that I can think of is that, as I said at the start, um, Keith Richards referred to this as World War III. In the Rolling Stones career. Um, tad, sort o- of tad OTT. Little bit OTT. <laughs> um, I mean, after the sort of less than moderate success of this record, a year later, Talk is Cheap came out by Keith Richards, which was received very better, successful, mm. which was placed higher in all of the charts mm. um, and went gold in the US as well. Yeah. Um, so I think Keith Richards sort of thought, oh, well, we won, you know? But there was a, t- or, or he won. Um, and there was a you know there was a lot of chat about the fact that there would be no rolling stones i mean jagger and richards were properly uh, there was a lot of animosity between the two of them around this period and it wasn't until they got inducted into the american rock and roll hall of fame um in 1989 that they actually went to work on steel wheels which was what would be the next what rolling stones album yeah. Yeah. and was sort of you know was it a return to form and you know, just all that kind of stuff just to support what you've
1: just said there um i found an article i uh, found an article on this record from ultimate classic rock um and this paragraph um states perhaps it was a bridge too far for his oldest fans or maybe the creeping realization that the rolling stones future was in the balance had finally been made clear primitive cool stalled outside the top 40 in the us a far cry from the platinum sales of jagger's debut she's the boss a subsequent tour never got past japan and australia which for a, yeah for an artist of jagger's stature it's crazy isn't it to think that you only do japan and australia for an album tour Mm -hmm. um yes it feels like maybe because it feels like maybe the media pitched this as richards versus jagger um and maybe the reason i mean i don't mean to point fingers or anything like this but you know little peek behind the curtain predominantly you have put together the broken records list. So I suppose I have to ask you, do you remember why you ended up putting it on there in the first place?
0: I think I just went through, I mean, if people remember, we put a tweet out going, we looking for broken records, mm. suggest some, we took a, a few people's suggestions. Uh-huh. We listened to a few things that people took, but mostly I went and I looked at, I just typed in the worst albums ever made Okay, on Google, Googled it and found list after list, after list, after list. And, if anything popped up more than once, then it's probably and it was worth. part of this. And I was like, OK, And That's I fair. think there were a, there were a couple that this album popped up in. That's fair. And I think it is the idea that how dare you like that. It was such a flop. I mean, let's get into the album itself. I mean, mm-hmm. to start, the first single is called Let's Work. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the video for it. Did you watch? the video Oh, for no, it, I Renfrew? didn't. No, no. My God, he makes Paul McCartney look in a frog song video look fucking cool as fuck in this video. It is, it's a, I mean, it's a very, very stupid song for a start. Um, <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's, a stupid song. Yeah. But it's basically Mick Jagger running down, like superimposed on a motorway while kids and doctors and a bloke. <laughs> Holding, I'm not even making this up, holding a pig carcass and a meat cleaver all dance behind him. Then some naked people come along and then some sort of superimposed fruits fall in the road and he eats them while he's dancing as well. I am Um, watching it
1: now and good golly gosh, it looks a bit Sesame Street. It's
0: really funny. It's really, really funny. And I think as a sort of... um, Oh my God, he's shaking his ass like a dad at a wedding. It's really, really funny. You should definitely watch the Let's Work video. And it's such a bad song as well. It's, so, it's such a, like, like you say, dad at the wedding it's is, na- yeah. is, is perfect. It's, it's, such a, very like, good. it's such a naff song. And it kind of sums up everything about, you know, this record, really. So much of this album is just dated and naff and naff, crap.
1: I think naff is the key word. You, you mentioned this on the phone earlier. I think naff is mm. the key word with this with this record. And, you know, naff's not good, but
0: is NAF broken? Well, it's not worth getting in a tiz about, is no, it? No, exactly. Yes, they're quite.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You it's know, not worth getting in a tiz about.
0: It's purely, this is in here purely for the sort of context surrounding it. I'm so sorry. I, I
1: am playing this video on Mute in the background, and it's become very village people. <laughs> My I mean, God.
0: You must watch fucking, this video. It's incredible. It's fucking, it's fucking fucking hilarious that video <laughs> is so, have you got to the have you got to the bloke oh, swinging a pig like swinging a dead pig in Not a meat yet. lever running no. down the street unbelievable oh and there's God. like people in like office suits sort of dancing there's one bloke dancing behind him in his like office suit. it's about you know it's about working uh yeah <laughs> it's about working yeah.
1: which is something um, that mick jack has debatably never done in his life um i say that i mean i'm sure i'm yeah he's worked very hard being the rolling stones but obviously not in a sort of not in a nine to five job capacity you know you know
0: i mean you know the first half of this record is it's pretty you know it's pretty funny just it sounds so dated it's so naff and i was like oh it's just gonna be like a really naff record it's Mm. not i don't feel any kind of you know, it's not it's not fun to be around in the same way as like Dee mm. Dee Ramone was fun to be around. No, but no, it's no. certainly not a horrible place to be, no. like Uncle Cracker. And it's not even really excruciatingly embarrassing enough to no. be like richard ashcroft or something no. like that do you know no. what i mean no. it's just kind of oh sorry is, this they, is naked nav.
1: people sorry yeah yeah so i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stop this video now <laughs> so,
0: sorry
1: <laughs> i am listening i do apologize i was just trying go to go and
0: go and oh. watch this video it's really God. fucking funny but actually, um, no then, i i then agree
1: this... i agree and also just to add to what you were saying there um we've uh, through you predominantly and through doing this podcast you've made me um certainly when we started doing this podcast i was like i bloody hate the sound of the 80s i don't like the production it's all rubbish blah 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 two years later i put on disintegration every fucking week Practically, you know, I I have I have mellowed when it comes to the sound of the eighties a bit. There's still a lot of it that I don't like, but I have mellowed somewhat, and you have opened my eyes a little bit regarding this stuff. I feel like listening to the first half of this record certainly undid most of the work that you've done. Because <laughs> fuck me, it's eighties as fuck, and it is all, oh, all the eighties shit that I don't like at all yeah to be honest. it sounds yeah, yeah. weak it sounds wimpy it, Ugh, electronic like base yeah, yeah yeah synthesizers which at the time would have been worth a thousand dollars but but these days synthesizer technology has got has um progressed so much that you know it, 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 if you picked up a synthesizer now it would it sounds like it'd be worth 50 dollars or something like that you know what i
0: mean yeah it, it's not good it's legitimately. Not great. Not not very good. And, I mean, you know, the first half of this is a lot of that. But then actually, side two, so side one is the first five tracks. The side two, which starts with Kowtow, Kowtow, Kowtow. and then Shoot Your Mouth Off, which are both kind of aimed at Mr. Richards. Keith Richards. Mm. And they are perfectly, I think, they are perfectly um, usable Rolling Stones songs. I think they're decent. I, I, like, I, I liked hearing him with a little bit of... Um...
1: Well, it's kind of like the first time where he had a bit of anger on this record, a little bit of pep, uh, because he was actually, because he actually was singing about something, and I wonder if that's the problem, uh, as Keith Richards kind of correctly pointed out maybe he didn't really have anything to say and it does sound mm. like for most of this record he doesn't have all that much to say really um mm. and i do think that's a problem especially when it's given that kind of naff 80s crap synth backing but yes 100 i agree with you the second half of this record it, it's got some good stuff on it and kowtow and uh shoot off your mouth are both really good examples of two of those songs i think those are perfectly fine songs
0: yeah and i mean i think i mean if you particularly if you go back i mean we spoke about um dirty work which is i mean i can't remember I th- I, my ex-girlfriend's mum put that on in the car once and i was just like well, this is absolutely awful this is awful and there's worse stuff on that than there is on like, nothing on the second half of this record is worse than the worst stuff on that record i know that's hardly thought of as like Mm. oh a great rolling stones album or anything but Mm -hmm. you know it's fucking dreadful you know some dreadful shit on that and there's some fucking bad shit on the first one on the first half of this just because it sounds so dated and Mm. silly Mm. but yeah you know like i mean we're speaking about party doll and Mm. that's that's good i quite like party doll And we were speaking, you know, you said it's got a kind of um, Pogues uh, Pogues vibe to it. And War Baby is probably a little bit long, but it's in a sort of wild horse's vein. Yeah. And it's it's not awful. No, No, I thought War Baby was all right. Yeah, yeah. I've heard far more,
1: I mean, I've heard far more um, Poe-faced rubbish kind of like War is Bad stuff um recently we did angels and Airways, didn't we which obviously by the the sounds of it a lot of our fans disagree with that (laughs) but you know uh but (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah you know i thought i thought it was fine yeah definitely a bit too long but you know yeah it's
0: all right it's It's, it's all right i mean it's a proper like five out of ten in it this record
1: i I think five out of ten is bang on Mm.
0: which isn't broken it's It's not broken it's not. It's just the context that surrounds it. Mm. Um, I don't really have much more to say about this record. No. I just, I think it's kind of, It's. it definitely, for me, goes within the, uh, there's a little bit where there's Dirty Vegas, The Enemy and Bush, and they're all kind of just a bit boring as well. I think all of them are actually a bit more boring than this. So I would definitely put nothing that is below that uh, above this um is it better than dd king is it better than william shatner i got a I lot mean,
1: I more i got a lot more enjoyment out of dd king
0: yeah me too absolutely and probably
1: got a lot more enjoyment out of william shatner to be fair
0: i mean my vote for it really would go just above bush and just <laughs> below william shatner uh,
1: yeah um, I would be happy with that. I'm just gonna throw in, just for argument's sake. I wonder. I think. I wonder. I think it's slightly worse than black and white rainbows, ever so slightly. There's very little in it, and I, but I can't justify why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's because you've just watched the video. It's because you've just watched the video for let's work. <laughs> That's probably what maybe it is. for that. Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing more embarrassing on it on black and white rainbows than there is. <laughs> than that fucking mad video there you
1: go um i mean i mean i'd be quite happy for it to go between bush and william shatner but i i'm I'm not too fussed but but i wonder yeah you're right the enemy and bush i I think yeah that would make it what 13th on the list i think
0: well let's go down so from bottom to top we've got self-portrait by bob dylan lou reed and metallica's lulu metal machine music by lou reed self-titled liz fair album mtv 2.0 unplugged by lauren hill Standing in the Spotlight by D.D. King. William Shatner's a Transformed Man. Black and White Rainbows by Bush. Mick Jagger's Primitive Call. Cool. The Enemy's Streets in the Sky. Dirty Vegas is one. Viva Brothers' Famous First Words. Theory of a Dead Man, The Truth Is. Louis XIV, Slick Dogs and Ponies. Queen and Paul Rogers, The Cosmos Rocks. United Nations of Sound by Richard Ashcroft. Ashcroft? <laughs> Sorry. E. Richard Ashcroft, did you say? Ian e- e- e Ash... Ian Ashcroft, I called him <laughs> Richard Ashcroft. It's because I was about to do Eoghan. Richard Ashcroft. Uh, Eoghan Quigg, self titled Six Feet Under's Graveyard Classics Volume 2, Towers of London's Blood, Sweat and Towers, the self titled Methods of Mayhem album, and the worst album ever thus far Uncle Cracker's Double Wide. But I am going to reach, I put the thing slightly too far away this week. Silly me. Um <laughs> <but> I, <laughs> But I am gonna reach in stretch and, uh, and put in uh, a new, um, what are they called a new album <laughs> yeah. for the list. What the fuck's going on Music here? Music journalist extraordinaire Stephen Hill, there. What are these things Sorry. called? Albums. <laughs> we have been rummaging recording for a long time today. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just rummaging. I'm just doing a bit of rummaging. I've got one. I've got one. Cool. It is. Come on, something good. Ooh, back to new metal. Renfri, Limp Biscuit results may vary oh here
1: we go okay lovely stuff
0: which i know is rubbish uh um, i've never I heard i own it. a copy of it oh Do you're you? A treat. there's a few there's a few limp biscuit albums that you don't own or have never heard isn't there uh
1: yeah um well i mean we have discussed it the chocolate starfish although i pretty much have um um <laughs> ev- everything everything after chocolate starfish i think okay yeah because i've heard three dollar bills, your significant other and, and I, I would say i've heard
0: chocolate starfish yeah you pretty much have all right fine well there you go lip biscuit are going to be in the house now this red cap gets a whack from these critics um <laughs> next week <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> that was that was whiter than fred durst that was amazing <laughs> uh there you go mick jagger's primitive call goes onto the list of broken records and it means that episode 22 is waiting for you right there uh we are going to be talking about limp biscuit as you just heard we pulled limp biscuit oh. out of the hat results may vary by limp biscuit is coming up uh and that's available Indeed. for you to listen to right now so thanks very much for listening you you <laughs> you're, you don't have to listen to limp Bizkit. like Renfrew pulled a face like, oh no i've got it. you've already done it mate don't <laughs> no worry. i know done i've
1: it. already done it yeah 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 it's fine it's <laughs> fine sorry yeah i was saying
0: uh limp biscuits results may vary as episode 22 go listen to that uh, go listen to us on right act every friday talking about new music and we have a patreon page patreon.com forward slash right Act podcast if you feel like you would like to contribute in some way to our ongoing um just plan existence. for world dominance oh yeah, yes like. yes, just yes just, ex- just existing <laughs> uh but anyway thanks very much for listening guys we'll see you next time